Oh, my God. OMG, thank you for tuning in to the JT and Looney Podcast, episode 115, powered by Bet Online. They want to wish you a happy new betting year. It's not too late to wish you a happy new betting year. There's no rules about wishing someone a happy new year or a happy new betting year. As long as you want to be polite and say kind things to people, there's no deadline for that. We're marching into the NFL playoffs. How exciting is that? Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year, new updated desktop, a mobile website. It looks really cool. You get a 50% welcome bonus just for being friends with JT and Looney on your first deposit with Bet Online. Use the promo code BELIEVE, B L E A V, BELIEVE. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022 at Bet Online. The fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. And now the podcast starts. Uh, come in, please. Oh, I now hear I hear something. Do you hear me? Oh, yes. Why is that now? Why? What'd you do differently? I just turned it on and off. Oh, isn't it? Is, now, isn't that strange? Yeah. We were talking about NASA. Yes. About uh, all the intricate stuff they have in space. That is the equipment they have. Some of the stuff up there is older than the stuff we have. <laughs> do they have to just turn stuff on and off sometimes? The problem with podcasting and radio and Comrex and headsets is if one thing, one thing doesn't work or breaks. You're completely fucked, and you need a technical person to come in, male or female, and fix it if you're not technically enhanced, like Mark Tremaine, who helped us start right. this podcast, or other people. So it's amazing what one wire can do, one headset, one in-and-out button, one button that you forgot to turn on or turn off. And I'm one of those guys, once it happens, I'm not going to get us out of that problem. Most of, most of the engineers that I've known on radio stations over my career, they're wizards. They're magicians. They're they unbelievable. You... A cranky bunch, but they are unbelievable. Oh, they are a cranky bunch, well, aren't and they? Here, my, I have a theory on that, too, and I was always good to them because my brother's an engineer. Not a radio engineer, but that's all the same department as far as human beings are concerned. They're guys who did their homework. And there's always this great divide between the class clowns, and that would be the guys with the microphones. Who, uh, who weren't always in the library. They're more often uh, entertaining in the cafeteria or at the frat house, depending on whether it was high school or college. And so there's a little bit of uh, yeah, this um, angst between the homework doers, the engineers who get us on the air, and the people who are the center of attention, the guys playing with the microphones who don't know how they work. The most important person is the engineer inside a radio station. They either fail miserably and they try or they they save the day radio remotes especially you can go on a radio remote do a radio show or a podcast in front of thousands of people and everybody's ready to go and if you can't get on the air and that's something that new broadcasters should understand because early in my career i remember putting my headset on on remotes i do a show in san antonio or detroit and it does you're not connected right or something isn't right and you thought it was your fault it's never your fault, the talent, nope. the host. It's the engineer's fault. And what happened is finally it probably t- took me 10 years to realize, oh, I can't do anything. 
It has nothing to do with me. So I'm just going to put my headset down until they say test one, two again. You can't do anything, but you feel like you're failing the audience. Well, and that's the, that, yeah, that's the tough part usually because you've come with all this preparation. Now our preparation isn't as grueling as people who do lots of other things for a living. Our preparation usually means making sure that we see the wild card games, <laughs> things like that. And we take notes and we come in and have a blast. But it still can be nerve. It's a fun way to make a, a living, but it still can be nerve-wracking when the buttons don't work. And it's a great jump-off topic because I just finished walking my dog. And it's the happiest time of my day other than seeing my beautiful wife in the mm. morning when we wake up because you always have to make sure that you put your wife or partner ahead of your dog. Yes. <laughs> you know, your dog is very popular, so let me get that out of the way. And so I walk my dog after doing a radio show and I walked it around the park by my house, which you've seen. And it's just so joyous. I have a great dog. He's a popular dog at the dog park. Everybody stops and wants to pet my dog. And when people stay over at your house, you have lots of friends come in throughout the year. They always want to take your dog with them. They love my dog. But then, so I just do that. I don't bring my phone. I recommend everybody else in case, in case of emergency, you should have your phone. But if you have your phone, you don't have to look at your phone. You should be focusing on the park and the trees and the dog and the mountains. I, I have mountains, Red Rock Mountains, right? It's like a painting in front of my house of Red Rock Mountains. And then I came back after being so relaxed. And then the podcast headset didn't work. And I was back to high anxiety, high anxiety <laughs> thinking that I put you at risk. But there's one a topic that I, I want to mention on dog walking. Uh, before dog. you get, oh, oh, good, good. I was glad you wanted to do dog walking because really I wanted to talk about my husky. Because okay. I don't want this to be taken out of context because you can get in trouble on a podcast now. Oh, yeah. Ever. Ever we, we, we've had people tell us, our advisors have told us, you're not going to really necessarily get in trouble with your radio job. It's with your podcast. But there are angry dogs at the park. And I'm going to use a pit bull, for example, because mm -hmm. there are pit bull lovers. And I don't want anything to do. I don't want any, any pit bull enemies. Okay, so if you're <laughs> listening to the podcast and you have a pit bull, I don't want to be an enemy with you. But there are some angry dogs in the park, and everyone likes my dog. It's a popular dog. But then once around the loop, there's going to be an angry dog, a barker, one that tries to bite your dog like I just experienced. And then there's, then there's that big pit bull or bigger dog that you know, you know it's coming up. It's there. They see you. You see them. And my dog gets a little bit intimidated by those type of dogs, so there's going to be a little barking and all that. So... It used to be very pleasant, but now I've been noticing during COVID there's more and more angry dogs at my dog park. Do you have a theory behind that? Well, more people got dogs and people uh, d during the pandemic. That's a fact. And what happens is people sometimes don't get the right dogs for them. Uh, they don't do their research on it. And they also, you know, God bless them, don't know how to train a dog. And people don't know how to read dog language. They don't know what good playing is and bad playing is with dogs. They tend to helicopter and they don't realize that maybe that biting around the neck is, is actually playing, not really biting, not aggressive biting. So a lot, and sometimes if the owner gets uptight, the dog feels that and the dog is uptight. The owner gets uptight when he sees the husky. I got a husky. Everyone's afraid of the husky. Huskies don't even bark. <laughs> There's no reason to be afraid of a husky. And my friend always, my friend's best description, they said they're beautiful and dumb. They're like models. 
husky. He's like, oh, little... yeah, I got a great husky. He doesn't even bark. And he's the most popular guy at the dog park. And he knows everybody's name. And he knows all the other dogs. But sometimes, yeah, there is a conflict when the owner or the owner in, and the dog can't read the playful uh, language of a husky, which is usually biting them around the neck, you know, biting their fur around their neck. So there's a lot that goes into that. But usually the most important thing when it comes to getting a dog is to get the right dog for you. And uh, and you know, there's plenty of available information out there on YouTube and Googling about your breed and how to train them. Curb your dog. Pick up your dog waste. Mm -hmm. Do your job. Okay, that doesn't mean in the day you do it because people might be looking, but at night when it's pitch black, you don't because no one can see you. <laughs> people use the park. Uh, there's plenty of places to so get funny. rid of dog waste and to do the right thing. Just please do that. I, I have a beautiful park in front of it, and typically it's okay. But every once in a while, you'll see a pile, and you'll walk around it, and you'll say, what type of person doesn't have respect for other people to curb their dog? Well, you know, I, I also think sometimes in defense of some of those people, sometimes the dogs almost like people like to run off and do their business elsewhere. And if you become friends with people at the dog park, you know how I am. I know everyone's name at the dog park You do, and everyone's dog name at the dog park. And, uh, you know, shout out to Tiffany and Faith and Aaron and Virgil, <laughs> my dog park friends. Uh, Stephen and, and uh, Modelo, and uh, I, and what happens is you get talking to your new friends at the dog park. I'm saying new friends for me. I've been going since May. I never had to before I had a husky, but a husky will run away to Alaska if you don't get him enough exercise. And and what happens is they run off, and the dogs, if you trust them, you, you know, you just you don't, you're not always watching them, and you're talking to your dog park friends, and you don't notice that they do their business. So. Do I sound like I'm projecting there because that's happened to me? Yeah, there's been a couple of times my dog left a, probably left a, a pile and I didn't notice. Breaking news. We really have breaking live news on the podcast. Adele has postponed her shows, her residency at the Coliseum here at Caesars Palace in a tearful video posted to her social media accounts. Adele announced that her highly anticipated residency show at the Coliseum, which was set to begin this Friday, January 22nd, will be postponed. Quote, we've tried absolutely everything that we can do to put it together on time. And we couldn't do it because we were destroyed by delivery delays and COVID. Noting that half of the crew is dealing with the virus. We've run out of time and I'm so upset and I'm really embarrassed, and I'm so sorry to everyone that traveled again. I'm really, really sorry. Uh, the singer said all dates will be rescheduled. So I live in Vegas where this is. And this, and I know my a buddy of mine is putting together this residency, and this is the biggest thing they've ever done, literally. I mean, Celine Dion ran the residency, Cher, Britney, the residencies of the wave. It's the future. Go see your favorite artist, knowing when they're going to play, and Adele, was going to be the biggest one they've ever tried to pull off. And due to COVID and the virus, they can't do it. So that's breaking news. Wow. Yeah. The Omicron was a jumper. It's interesting. And it's a good thing that so many of us, I think it's almost 70%, got our, our vaccines because it didn't have necessarily the same effect. It did have the same effect on people as it did before there were vaccines. 
and in so many people in so many businesses that weren't even all that affected during the pre in 2021 uh, have been uh, most of 2021 have been affected in the last several months because those who were good citizens and those who were careful and those who wore their masks at their vaccinations got COVID anyway. And so it's really still wreaking havoc. It is wreaking havoc. One of the things I saw on the nightly news with so many people now are just so, they're just, what's the right word? They're just, they're just so involved in conspiracy theories. They don't even want to watch the nightly news. And I was watching the nightly news and they were talking about Missouri and the COVID vaccine rate there in Missouri, which was much lower. I think it was 51 or 52%. It was lower than I thought. So I locked into the segment they did and they were showing a hospital in Kansas City that was overrun by COVID. And 92% of the people in the COVID ward were unvaccinated. They talked to an elderly lady who said, basically, I wish I would have got vaccinated. She was basically almost dead, and she mm. was fighting for her life, and she was able to talk about this. And then the doctor came up to her and said, what you just did is going to save lives. People need to see that. And then you just turn on the toilet of Twitter, and then people are, you know, conservative news or whatever. They're just telling you, you know, you don't need the vaccine. You don't need the vaccine. It's jumping. You can get it still. That's not the point. The point is, is that the unvaccinated, are still dying at an alarming rate, and they are regretting the fact when they're in the hospital that they're taking up time and care. And all these emergency workers and nurses and doctors clearly are at their last end. Tom, I want to make that point. They are at a point now through two years of this and watching so much death and people getting sick that the nurse said, she goes, I didn't expect I'd have to have therapy for the rest of my life with that. So when you see that asshole on Twitter who mocks COVID and makes fun of it and tells you, look at that football game and all the crowd there, it won't do anything wrong to you, whatever. You can have fun opinions on anything in life. Just remember the people in pediatric children, pediatric hospitals fighting for their lives, uh, young people, elderly, sick, those with prior conditions still fighting every day as other people don't take it seriously enough. And people who may have gotten suckered in, you know, people don't like to admit they've been fooled, even when a magician fools them. They don't like to admit they've been fooled. And a lot of good people uh, are being fooled. And just because they were fooled or just because they have a different opinion on the vaccine or and a legitimate, you know, reasons throughout history, a lot of minorities were experimented with, with vaccines, et cetera, over the course of our uh, ugly history, you know, we, not all of our history is ugly, but there's ugly parts. And so people have reasons to be a little bit paranoid about vaccines and to be wrong. But people who are wrong about it don't deserve death. Next time you talk to someone who's unvaccinated, because Stephen A. Smith almost died from this. If you yeah. study up, Stephen A. was off the air for a long time. And I'm friends and I text him often and I'll let him get into it. You could just follow him. Just go anywhere and Google Stephen A. Smith and talk about how it almost got him and how bad it was and he was yeah. vaccinated. And and ask him, and, and he's a friend, and everybody knows who that is. Uh, I just wanted to bring that up again. And the next time you talk to someone who is unvaccinated, ask them if they know anybody who got really sick or died from it. And they always have some bizarre story where they can't answer that question, and they say, but, the word but, but, but. No, you just stop them again. We talk for a living so we can stop people and say, no, 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 I asked you a specific question. 
Do you know anybody who died from this? I know several people who have. I know people who are sick. I have one friend in the hospital now. And when you ask that to an unvaccinated person who's pounding, pounding the table on why they won't get vaccinated, follow up with that question because most of them have no clue what they're talking about and can't explain it. They just want to get you into their conspiracy theory. And I always want to use the patriotic thing. being Being patriotic isn't getting upset over Colin Kaepernick. It's getting vaccinated so my mother doesn't get sick or so your mother doesn't get sick because of the way the virus works. That's called taking care of each other in this country. It's the most patriotic thing we can do. It's not left or right or liberal or conservative. It's a virus and it's apolitical. And no matter where it came from or how it got here or what the politicians have done wrong, when so many of them are just trying to shoot darts at a dartboard and get things right, Sometimes they're going to get things wrong, but forget politicians. Think about your mother and your grandmother and uh, obese people you know. It's wiping out obese people, but we have a hard time talking about that because uh, because we're a polite society. We try to be. Uh, get vaccinated for others. It's not about you. I'm JT. Some call me John still. I'm vaccinated and proud to use it on all my platforms and say it. Because I've had callers call in and say they got vaccinated because of me. Okay. They've said that multiple times. I'm not a guy every day talking about it. I apologize if you don't want to hear it often on the podcast. We'll mix in divisional playoff games. We'll talk about walking dogs. We'll do all that here. But I I think it's all right to do that. And and we say it because we want to help people along the way. As we segue to the divisional playoff. Oh, my God. I can't wait. I'm going to start with you in Los Angeles where Matthew Stafford looked great. Akers ran downhill. And oh, nothing, Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, and Von Miller, those guys were just getting after it. And Kyler Murray looked more like a baseball player, which was his option to be a baseball player, than a quarterback. He was like tossing the ball in the end zone (laughs) and running around and couldn't even set his feet. What the hell happened in that game? It looked like it was his first game. That was his first playoff game, his first game. And uh, it, it, that was that shocked me because I just got done texting a friend talking about how much I enjoy watching Kyler Murray. You know I love my running quarterbacks. He's been spectacular to watch at uh, different points in the past couple of seasons. But, God, he was, he was awful. And the Rams remind me, you know, if you go back in the hot tub time machine, probably about 10 years ago, there was a Thursday night football game opening up the NFL season. It was the Seattle Seahawks and the Green Bay Packers. And after that game, you went on the air with a monologue that really ruined everyone's life who didn't live in Green Bay or Seattle because you said, do you think your football team can beat any one of those two teams? And the yeah, answer was, that. yeah, remember that? Because <laughs> unfortunately the answer was no for 30 other cities who saw that great opening game whenever that was all those years ago as Paul and George and Ringo sang after John died. And uh, when, when you take a look at the Rams at several different times this season, not every game, but there are several times this season where you watch the Los Angeles Rams and no matter what other the third, if you live in any one of the 31 other cities that has a football team, you look at those Rams and say, my team can't beat that team. And that was the Rams team that's made a few appearances this year. And that made that great appearance Monday night against the Arizona Cardinals. They were unbeatable. So they're playing Tampa Bay. Here's the problem. 
So the Tampa Bay got a one-day head start on them. They played the Eagles. They were up 30 to nothing. They slaughtered the Eagles. I mean, the Eagles were awful. They slaughtered him, and then they were done with the game. They were almost going to take Tom Brady out, but as I pointed out brilliantly, Tom Brady never gets taken out of games. Why? Because he loves to just bury people and add to his Hall of Fame stats. If you look at his 19 years in New England, all the games that were over in the fourth quarter with six minutes to go. I mean, two scores. He had guys no four chance. wide. Four wide. He was four wide in the shotgun. Yep. Four wide because he was easily playing pitch and catch. They did that in that game. There were a couple of, you know, cheap garbage touchdowns by Philadelphia. But they had a day off, so they, they got a chance to watch the Rams. And now the Rams got to fly from L.A. to Tampa. And I've done that flight before. It's a long flight. It's time zone changes. It changes your body clock. So the Rams have a really big task in hand. They're a day behind the Buccaneers. They have to travel across the country and play the reigning Super Bowl champs. A lot of gamblers are looking at that line minus three, and it's not moving. Some got it at two and a half Tampa Bay. Look, who cares if the Rams can cover? If they lose by one, who gives a shit other than gamblers? Rams want to win that game. I think the Rams are a great live dog in this game. I think they're playing better. They're playing better than Tampa. Tampa's been injured. They're getting a little bit healthier on the defensive side. They don't have that lunatic Antonio Brown as another weapon for them there. I'm going to go with Tampa Bay to win the game, Tom, but I think it could be a classic. I think Tampa Bay wins, but they don't cover the spread. Well, you know what happens, too. That's a, that's an annoying defense to have to play, that, that Los yeah. Angeles Rams defense. And Tom Brady, when he's not playing well and defenses are frustrating him, he gets that Eli Manning body language, gets real frustrated, throws it into the ground. He has those games. He's had a few of those this year. But first, let me say something kind about Tom Brady because that doesn't happen very often. No, you got to go much at all. For you got to go get yourself to the liquor store and buy yourself a Powerball. When I'm talking nice about Tom Brady, you know Tom Brady's not the guy, even in 2021, 20 or 22, that would skip the bowl game because he had a big contract coming up in the NFL. Even though that wasn't his his story back in the day, he wasn't highly touted is a word we like to use in sports and no other <laughs> no other occupation whatsoever but I, I love that he stays in the game it shows a great love of the game and i love guys who love the game he stays in the game it's not just to get Gronk a million dollars although sometimes it is and not always to pad his stats I just like that he doesn't want to, you know, we complain that guys don't play in games and they run out of bounds and they won't play in bowl games. So we, uh, we have to, and we, and we mock them when they cry and then we say they don't care. So when they do cry and they do care and they do stay in games, we have to give them their props. JC, so, so, JT, so props to John Brady for playing football, which he get, gets paid handsomely to do. I am the guy who always picks against the New England Patriots, um, especially back in the day when they had Tom Brady. I'm the guy who always picked against Floyd Mayweather, and I'll be the guy again who picks against Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, although I feel a lot better about this one than all the other ones in the past because of the way the, the, the Rams are playing and the running downhill and the way their defense is playing. They are a pain in the ass on defense. Aaron Donald starts pestering Tom Brady, who likes to check down like Alex Smith to the, you know, the tight ends over and over again, and he doesn't have Antonio Brown to go over the top. This could be a frustrating game for Tom Brady. That's what I'm seeing in the crystal ball. I think the Rams win outright. 
Nice pick. Nice upset special there. Uh, Derek Henry's coming back for Tennessee. They're a three-and-a-half-point favorite as we uh, produce this podcast. Cincinnati, Joe Burrow. He didn't throw for 300 yards against the Raiders, and Jamar Chase didn't have a touchdown against the Raiders. There was an inadvertent whistle, which that was called correctly. The Raiders would have had a better chance to tie the game with a field goal or win it as they had first and goal at the nine. We'll never know. Uh, the referees who worked that game for Cincinnati are not allowed to work again. How would you like that to be told by the league? Hey, uh, you did another Raider game. You were so fucking bad that you cannot ref and do your job in the playoffs. Tip of the cap to Cincinnati. They swept the Raiders, beat them in the regular season, beat them in the playoffs. Tennessee, I like their big physical wide receivers. I like their running back. I don't love Tannehill. I think Burrow will be better. I, I can't see Cincinnati winning this game as Tennessee is coming off a bye week in order to get – this is why you fight for the bye week because you get an extra week to get Derrick Henry healthy. Now he's healthy, and I think he'll have 25 carries. Tennessee, I think they'll win and cover the spread 28-24. Uh, to 24. Tennessee able to recover from the loss of Derrick Henry and still end up being the number one seed in the AFC, something nobody – predicted before the season started they will continue to plow through the american football conference better known by its gangster name the afc if the bengals have any chance of winning it's because of joe burrow now there's a brilliant opinion right there but he's unbelievable these new we may right now with the new young quarterbacks uh, we may be and the amazing old quarterbacks this, these may be the good old days. So the grass may be green right now. Enjoy all the great quarterbacks we have. Should be some. This should be an outstanding game. But the Tennessee Titans with the ability to run the ball. Derrick Henry back, and he can't wait to touch that ball. They're so physical on defense. I cannot picture the Tennessee Titans losing this game. You know I love to pick with my heart rather than even the analytics, although big fan of the analytics. Tennessee Titans win this game. The heavyweight fight on Saturday night. Oh. We've been to a lot of heavyweight fights on Saturday night. You and I in Vegas. Oh, yeah. Saturday night, well, this is heavyweight. San Francisco, Green Bay. I went back and watched. Okay, so Thursday I went back and watched the Niners win over the Cowboys. Now, remember, in an industry where some radio hosts don't watch sports. They just read the television. Yeah, you watched the game Anyways, twice. I watched the game twice. So I watched the game and I charted it. And Green Bay is a six-point favorite, and it's moving to five-and-a-half, six over San Francisco because Jimmy Garoppolo's got a bum shoulder and a bum thumb, but he was cleared to play, and he'll play in this game. That's San Francisco defense. <laughs> that, that pass rush, Armstead, Bosa, the blitzes, Warner, if they can get him closer to 100%, he was banged up in the game. Nick Bosa was concussed, hurt in the game. They're supposed to play. Dak Prescott couldn't even set his back foot the entire game. He couldn't even wait for C.D. Lamb or Amari Cooper to get open because he was under siege the entire game. Watch out, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is better. He's much better than Dak. But Aaron Rodgers could be running for his life in this game. How do you see it? Well, as I mentioned last week in our highly rated podcast, one of the most downloaded podcasts ever in the history of the JT and Looney podcast, we have a glorious history. I had mentioned that if there is anything, any such thing as momentum, 
because there is an argument in sports that that's just a sports talk radio term because we need to fill time. You know, there is such a thing as momentum in real life with a rock rolling down a hill, but not necessarily in sports. But if there is such a thing in sports, these San Francisco 49ers still have the most momentum of any team left in the playoffs. And I'm going to ride that momentum just Ooh. like I did last uh, last week. Now, I will say this, and you're mentioning it, it's because of defense. Defense is what we need to keep our eye on. We never, we always keep our eye on the offensive Ferraris and never pay much attention to the nuts and bolts of defense uh, when it comes to the playoffs. But gosh, so often the team with the best defense and the hottest defense ends up making it uh, to the Super Bowl or deep into the playoffs. And again, I'm going to go with my heart on this one. I love when when the Green Bay Packers lose and get that boring team out of the way. Uh, I, and I don't trust people who don't talk to their family and their, and, 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 or have friends because you and I, that's our whole life, <laughs> is talking to our family and friends. So I'm cheering for the very more family-oriented San Francisco 49ers, the team with the momentum uh, to outright win on the beautiful frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. See, here's where you're wrong. Okay. Because if In order for that to be right, then you're saying that Aaron Rodgers is going to lose again in the playoffs to Jimmy Garoppolo. That's impossible. He's Aaron Rodgers. He did the yoga cleanse. He was immunized. He wasn't vaccinated. He was immunized. <laughs> he sucked up all the oxygen in the room. He, he was on every channel he could be on. He wanted to be all about him. He might leave. He might not play. Oh, he's he leaving. He might not come back to play for the team. He's coming off the bye week. He had an MVP season. He could win it. I like Brady. He could win it. So your theory would mean that when he lost in Santa Clara to Jimmy Garoppolo and played awful, he's going to lose at home to Jimmy Garoppolo? I can't wrap my head around that at all. Oh, well, no I, can ra- I can wrap my heart around it. this game at home because it would, it would take everything that we thought of about Aaron Rodgers. It would change everything. He could never go back to Green Bay. He could literally never have a press conference and say, hey, I love it here. I love the fans. Let's roll it back one more time and try again. Because any rational fan or media member would say, roll what back? You can't beat Jimmy Garoppolo every time you play him in the playoffs. We don't want to see that again. So it will take expectations down with the fans and the media because he can't beat Jimmy G. And he would be forced to leave. He'd have to run to a new team because he would have freaking failed miserably in Lambeau. I don't see him doing that. I got him winning the game. He's Dirk Nowitzki. And the Green Bay Packers are the Dallas Mavericks. They're this wonderful regular season team. And Dirk Nowitzki, an all-world player over a couple of decades, just like Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers, with one championship to show for it. That's who they are. Yes, I can wrap my head around everything you just said because you're using your head, and it's probably a good argument. I'm wrapping my heart around the San Francisco 49ers because I want to see Aaron and the Green Bay Packers go down, and whether they go down or not, this is my stone-cold lead pipe lock. He's leaving Green Bay. He's made himself so big, and he probably wants to go to Denver. He wants to do what Tom Brady did. Russell Wilson probably does too. They probably think it's easier uh, than it is because of the way Tom Brady made it look. I do think no man. I think Aaron Rodgers saw what Tom Brady did, and he wants to do the same thing. And it just comes down to picking the right team. Well, again, as I look now, what do you think about I'm, that prediction of mine? 
it's it's a good prediction. Okay. You're out there. That's why we listen to your podcast. Okay. You have strong opinions. You're <laughs> you're sharper than some of these blue check mark Vegas handicappers who uh, who bet five dollars a game. You're very good. Currently, as I look at the line, as uh, Green Bay, and remember, Green Bay lost their last game to Detroit. <laughs> yeah. They didn't play anybody. Played Aaron Rodgers to half. San Francisco's won three in a row. Eighty-two percent of the money bet on this game is on Green Bay. Eighty-two percent. Wow. So you're smart to go against the public. Very sharp play by. And Tom how many Brady. times when we did our radio show together, you would say ninety percent of America disagrees with you, and I would say they're all wrong. Well, I can't. I said it just again about Aaron Rodgers. As much as we've all talked about him this year, he take, he's taken up all the oxygen in the room. Is it would be the most uncomfortable modern day press conference for a losing quarterback, maybe ever. I'm, I'm talking ever. If he loses this game to Garoppolo and they make him go into that room where he never wore his mask when he was supposed to, now he doesn't have to because suddenly the NFL doesn't care if you get tested or not anymore. They couldn't have told us that week three, week five, week nine when I was getting tested, scared to death because I was going to rock concerts and restaurants. Now you don't have to. Uh, if he has to go into that Green Bay Packer press conference, and stand at that Green Bay podium for the last time, we both agree, and explain why he couldn't beat Jimmy Garoppolo, that is going to be theater like we've never seen before because the questions that are going to come to him will make him so uncomfortable. I can't see it happening. Rodgers rolls. Niners come to an end. And then finally, the best heavyweight fight of all, I mean the thriller in Manila, I can't believe it's not the AFC Championship game. We're getting ripped off. It should be next week, Buffalo, yeah. Kansas City. But Buffalo screwed up in the regular season so much, losing to Jacksonville. Losing to Jacksonville. Pittsburgh. Losing Jesus. to Mac Jones when he only threw three passes and completed two. Let's go to Buffalo, Kansas City. Uh, line right now open, Kansas City minus two and a half. We'll play it at one and a half. I like Buffalo to win. I picked them to win the Super Bowl. So you have to go with them, yeah? First time ever in the history of the NFL playoffs that two quarterbacks are playing each other after they both threw five touchdowns the week before. It's Mahomes versus Josh Allen. Give Kansas City the home field advantage with that crowd. It gets loud. But I think Buffalo's defense will make one or two more plays than Kansas City's defense and win the game. Just like I told you, I went to see the movie Tender Bar, and there was no way I could critique the movie objectively. I love the book. It's sung to me. It was about a writer, and I write every day. It was about a guy with dad baggage, and, and, and as I, well, my dad died before I went to kindergarten. It, 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 he grew up in bars. I grew up in bars. There was no drinking age in Elmira, New York. I was predisposed to loving the movie Tender Bar. Not everybody does. I am pre. I cannot be unbiased about the team of my youth, the Buffalo Bills. I can't see this game any other way because I've got my Buffalo Bill blinders on. And and just like last Saturday, what a great day it was for me going back in the hot tub time machine and feeling like a child as the team of my youth, the Buffalo Bills, were in the playoffs, and my big boy team with the with the Raiders in the playoffs. God, it was a great Saturday last week, and I can't wait for this game on Sunday. Kansas City Chiefs, Buffalo Bills, and Kansas City, where, it's, where that crowd is going to be out of their minds. 
And uh, the Buffalo Bill, the Buffalo Bills are going to have to deal with that. Uh, they're going to have some warmer weather. They're going to feel a lot better than they did last week. They are the better team. And there is a bad Kansas City team that can show up. And they are slow starters. If you go back in the hot tub time yes, machine to some, to some great heavyweights, Joe Frazier, smoking Joe Frazier was a terror. He would always open. Boy, if he was going, like, that's why George Foreman took him apart, because Joe Frazier was a slow starter. Got hit a lot in the first couple of rounds of fights, and then he came back like a champ most times. And so do the Kansas City Chiefs, but God, do they, do they start slow. And for some reason, L.A., the Kansas City Chiefs were on the television almost every week. I have seen more Kansas City Chief games than I need to see. And and they... they, they Let me stop you there. That's a great point in L.A. Uh, it used to be, oh, the Raider game was on. Oh, the right. Charger game was on. This or that. For the last four or five years on free television, if you don't have the Sunday ticket, God, it's like Kansas City's in everyone's living room. Everybody wants to watch the Chiefs. And there is a conspiracy about keeping the Raiders off television in L.A. since they're the most popular oh, in team the Bay in Area. L.A. Oh, in the Bay Area, too. Oh, uh, they're super really? popular in the Bay Area, and they won't put them on up there or even sh- talk about them on Sports Talk Radio anymore. Won't even bring them up. It's so, and, and it sucks because we get Kansas City over the Raiders if the networks have a choice. And that's not right. That doesn't build your – although I don't know if the NFL needs anybody's advice on how to build their brand. But uh, there's no way I could look at this objectively. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is, by the way, also checking down to the tight end quite often. Again, which is what you do if you're going through a slump. Does Andy – is he Andy Reid the quarterback whisperer or what? First five weeks of this year, Patrick Mahomes forgot how to play quarterback Andy Reid knew what to do, made the adjustments to gain his uh, confidence back, uh, simplified the offense through the middle part of the season. Mahomes got hot. Now he's bulletproof again. Same with Josh Allen, though. And, you know, I love my running quarterbacks. And, God, is he fun to watch, whether he's throwing it or running it. The team of my youth, the Buffalo Bills, I say subjectively, walk out of Kansas City with a win, 34-30. Boom. Okay, good. Yeah. That'll work. All right, have a good one. See ya. Wow. You've listened to all 37 minutes and 12 seconds of the JT and Looney podcast. God, we appreciate that more than you know. And we are powered by our friends at Bet Online, where the game starts. Don't forget that. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.